Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 116 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Beautiful weather today. I love it. Out west in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, it's Justin the Professor Anderson. Justin, how's your week been so far? It's only been a couple days, but, you know, we like to stay on top of things. No, I've been, been good. Yeah, it's nice here, too. Uh, we're actually going to go over to my girlfriend's parents after we record for a little outdoor uh, hot dog roast on the on the campfire. So that's mm. going to be nice. Yeah, get the outside. Uh, take that advantage sounds, of the spring weather. That sounds delicious. I'd love to finagle me an invite to that. That's <laughs> wow. a that's a 5,000 kilometer plane trip I'm not willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after the pandemic. Yeah, we'll have to figure something <laughs> out eventually. So before we get into all the baseball stuff, well, this is still technically baseball news. Um, there's been uh, a lot of news about the Jays this week. Before we get into it, um, how do you feel about us? Like, just like in a, like five or six words, how do you feel about the Jays right now going into the regular season? We're in the middle of spring training, I guess. There's like 12 days left or 13 days left. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. You said in six words or less. Like five or five or okay. six words. Just like what what comes to mind immediately. It can be like twelve words. I don't care. Um, lethal offensive machine. Yeah, that's a good way to put Juggernaut it. Juggernaut um, would be a good word for the offense too. I think. <laughs> our offense is really scary. The pitching. Ha- it. I'm. I'm worried. Starting pitching, um, I'm worried about. Both starting them, pitching, I have I'm confidence really worried. In. Yeah. Isn't it weird think, saying that we have confidence in the bullpen after all these yes, years? Yes, it's so strange. We had, a, we had a really good bullpen in 2015. The bullpen was the reason why we were able to kind of float along uh, as long as we did before we caught fire in like July after we yeah. traded and got da- uh, David Price. But I, I, I like the word confidence saying the bullpen because I feel like we got a lot of we got a lot of flamethrowers in the bullpen, and we got some guys who just know how to know how to throw the ball in weird. Like they're able to pinpoint where they want the ball to go. Baraki is great for this, and that's that's what I'm excited. I'm actually excited to talk about the bullpen, and we will do that in a future episode. But in the meantime, if you're looking for more BFMD. You can check us out on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and I'm sure there's a bunch more I'm missing. We are all over the place. Uh, and as usual, you know, thanks for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, feel free to submit questions to us via Twitter or at our brand new website, bfmdpodcast.com. Justin Anderson, you're you're running the show today, so uh, take us right into it, my man. Let's jump in. Some some non-Blue Jays related news to start off with. Uh, longtime Baltimore Oriole who finished his career in Atlanta, uh, Nick Markakis, has retired from baseball after 15 seasons. He said he's going to go and be a stay-at-home dad. Um, I love that. Yeah, happy retirement to Nick Markakis. Uh, he always hit well against us, so... Um, I hate wishing a guy well that did well against the Blue Jays, but he's just a good <laughs> a, a good ball player. Uh, one of those once one of those pros that every everyone seemed to like around the game. Yep. Um, 
he had originally planned to opt out last season, but then came back in uh, just after the season started to play for the Braves. And yeah, had a, had a great career. Nice 15 years for him. So happy trails, Nick Markakis. Um, <laughs> funny news from, from spring training. The San Francisco Giants and uh, Cleveland Indians had agreed to let the Giants bat while they were ahead in the bottom of the ninth, but the umpires disagreed <laughs> and the umpires went home. So the uh, Giants and the Indians played the game, rest of the game without umpires. So that's that's fun news. That's like some Little League stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the robots. Yeah. In COVID news, uh, Zach Britton said he lost 18 pounds in 10 days after contracting COVID in early January. He said it wiped me out pretty good and set him back about three to four weeks in his offseason pitching program. This from uh, Lindsay Adler at Lindsay Adler on Twitter. Uh, Zach Britton is 33 years old and is in the better physical shape than probably 97% of people reading this tweet. Uh, another quote, we're a few months out and I'm still finding my way back from it, he said on its experience from COVID. This thing is not a joke, guys. I know people are supposed to know that at this point, but whatever we can do to remind you that just because vaccines are out there, it's not over yet. We will continue to do so until we have the, the this thing uh, vaccinated and herd immunity, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, we're going to keep reminding you guys every week to wear your masks and just stay safe. Keep your loved ones safe, too. This is a premier athlete. This yeah. is the cream. Of, this is the cream of the crop. This is a guy who is so and, good that Buck Showalter left him in the bullpen yeah, in the wild card game. Well, I mean, that says more about Showalter <laughs> than it does about Britain. But it's just insane to read these stories, and this is not uncommon at all. Do you know what I mean? Like we're seeing this all over the place. It, I don't know. Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. Wear a mask. Uh, moving into the Blue Jays, starting with the management. Uh, the team has exercised manager Charlie Montoyo's 2022 option, ensuring that he will remain with the team beyond his initial three-year term. Uh, GM Ross Atkins said, uh, he's got incredible character. He treats everyone the, everyone the same, and I think our players really appreciate that. What do you think, Patrick? Is more Montoyo uh, a recipe for success for the Blue Jays, or were you hoping they would go for look elsewhere for 2022? Man, it's so easy to criticize Charlie Montoyo because he's made decisions that have been questionable. Um, that on like they don't pass the eyeball test, like pulling yeah. Matt Shoemaker out of the playoff game. <laughs> but that being said, very technically sound manager who inherited the worst possible, the worst Blue Jays team I have ever seen. Uh, yeah. And then the following year manage them into the playoffs. This guy knows how to utilize what's on his team. Um, I, I'm very interested to see what 2021 looks like. Yeah. I think exercising the 2022 option now is good because if the, if the Jays do blow up, like if they end up being, you know, like a, a 95 or a hundred win team this season, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and they have like just a franchise year and they blow up, then this guy's locked in for another year. He he comes from the Kevin Cash uh system. Yeah. He he under he, he understands the uh the sabermetrics of baseball oh, man. as well he's as been anybody. In, he's been in Tampa he was in the Tampa organization longer than Kevin Cash. <laughs> yep. He is one of the smartest minds in baseball. I know a lot of people don't like his manager style because he seems a little bit more laid back. 
th- this guy uh, john gibbons just, was laid back <laughs> yeah montoyo is just a computer of knowledge when it comes to baseball so i, I i'd like to see what happens uh i I'd, I'd like to see what he's capable of doing um especially with a uh, peak jay's team which i think we're like maybe a year away from having we just need some better pitching yeah helps but, on the way but, but let's give this guy a shot and see what happens uh, hopefully yeah. um you know hopefully he makes more good choices than bad choices yeah i think a lot of the criticism <laughs> on charlie montoya was a little bit harsh especially in 2019 we know how bad the team was we covered them all season yeah um but like you said turn it around last year finish with a winning record in the shortened season um obviously didn't get past tampa bay in that first round series but um it was it was a great improvement the young kids got their first taste of postseason baseball and hopefully that left them hungry for more this year uh back to the players now TJ Zoic in uh, the game against the Yankees the other day, he topped out at, uh, so it wasn't the Yankees, was it? It was somebody else. Uh, the Phillies, sorry. Yeah, it was that horse, uh, horse whipping. Oh, no, <laughs> it was, the, it was he, sorry, Zoic's game was the Tigers. My God, I'm so backwards. Uh, Wait, Zoic's no, no, game no. was the Tigers. Yes, it was, Patrick, trust me. Okay. <laughs> he was topping out at 95.9 miles per hour. Uh, with what Ross Atkins described as power sink. The Blue Jays are very encouraged by what they're seeing from Zoic. Uh, Atkins called it a very good day for the organization. That's interesting. So Zoic's velocity is up. He pitched three innings against the Tigers, walked one, uh, gave up one hit, and struck out one. A very Zoikian line. This guy doesn't have a ton of strikeout <laughs> power, but if he can keep the ball down low with that power sinker, we saw what guys like Marcus Stroman can do with the power sinker. Um, he'll have a very long and successful pitching career, whether it's with us or not, remains to be seen. But uh, some other news in the starting rotation: Nate Pearson, with his right groin, had a minor reaggravation uh, during his bullpen session. Uh, they're they're going to reevaluate Nate in the coming days to determine the next steps. Per Ben Nicholson Smith at B Nicholson Smith on Twitter, uh, at this point seems li- certainly uh, likely that he opens the season on the injured list. Um, a tweet from this morning, though, Nate Pearson is doing better per Charlie Montoyo, but the Blue Jays manager acknowledges it's unlikely that he'll be ready to pitch in the majors on or near opening day. Um, Nate Pearson re-aggravating the injury. Patrick, are you uh, worried about this one at all? No, I don't think Nate's going to pitch for us this year. Um, this year, hey? Yeah, well, he might he might in September. He might he might later in the year. But the uh, like between last year and then the injury here, he's he, he's getting set back and it's not it's not worth it. It's not worth wasting uh a season of Nate Pearson. Get him in Triple A, get him some meaningful innings experience against other young uh talented prospects and just see what happens. In the meantime, though, with Nate Pearson getting hurt like this and TJ Zoic outperforming his contemporaries, does this increase TJ Zoic's stock and does this get him closer to being the number five pitcher as opposed to the number eight pitcher? Where do you I see him fitting in now? Definitely does, especially with the news today that obviously Thomas Hatch left today's game with 
oh, uh, what looked like an elbow yeah. injury. He was grabbing at his elbow a little bit and yeah. called called for the called for the training staff and for Pete Walker right away after throwing a pitch uh, against the Yankees. So the first like in game injury the Blue Jays have had this this spring. Obviously, Nate Pearson's groin injury was announced later on, but uh, yeah. tough to see from a guy we were hoping to get some starts out of this season, at least at AAA level, if not in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, so so I, with, with Nate Pearson being out and now with Hatch going down with what could be what, what could be serious, we're going to find out after his MRI. Um, Zoic definitely moves up the depth chart. He's had a better spring than, than most guys competing for starting roles um, that, that were on the outside looking in, guys like Anthony Kay. Uh, Merriweather obviously hasn't pitched yet because of his back. And Trent Thornton, we haven't seen yet either. So by proxy, almost, Zoic moves into more of a six or seven spot on the rotation depth chart. So I think the the, the fact that he's pitching well and, and has his velocity up is definitely encouraging. And it's something that we'll need uh, likely as early as, as the middle of April if, if, if all things um, happen as they could. Yeah. If I were if I were Ross Stripling, I'd be looking in my rear view mirror because the first thing he's going to see is TJ Zoic and he's getting bigger in that mirror. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, moving into some non-roster news, Scott Mitchell at Scotty Mitchell TSN. Uh, some Blue Jays non-roster invite news per a source: uh, Joe Panic, Francisco Liriano have contract outs, so opt outs near the end of camp if they want to pursue free agency with another team. Scott Mitchell has both of those two making the team at this point, as they likely should, especially now with the open spots from Pearson and uh, likely Hatch. Uh, veteran AJ Cole has an has an out, but it's not until early in the season. He's on mm-hmm. a minor league deal as well. Uh, Tim Meza is on a straight minors deal, which likely means AAA for him, just because I think he has, while he's had a good spring, I think he hasn't surpassed anybody in the bullpen yet because nobody's had any any tank outings yet. Um, so likely we'll see Tim Mays start in, in, in AAA, but he could be a call-up anytime the Blue Jays need uh, an extra arm. Uh, maybe they have a doubleheader at some point due to a, po- a postponement or, or the bullpen's just getting overworked. He could be an easy call-up for them. Any thoughts on any of that, Patrick? Any surprises there? Uh, Tim Mays should be on the Major League roster, uh, and A.J. Cole should not. A.J. Cole won't be. <laughs> I know. Um, but... Tim Meza has done everything right. Uh, his rehab worked great after his pretty severe injury. Uh, he's come back and he's looked great in spring training so far. Um, I get it. He was up and down in 2019. Um, I don't know. Just for me, like personally, I'd rather Meza be on the team from the start. Uh, you can never have enough. Hundred uh, percent. So. As, I, as I always say. Yeah. <laughs> Into the next news, uh, this, this afternoon or this morning, I guess, uh, MLB Pipeline finally released their Blue Jays top 30 revised prospects because we had the seventh best farm system in baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. No surprise at the mm-hmm. top, Nate Pearson's still Blue Jays number one prospect. Behind him in order, we've got Austin Martin and Jordan Groshans, followed by Simeon Woods Richardson, Alejandro Kirk, or Elvis Martinez, Alec Manoa, Gabriel Mourinho, Miguel Geraldo, and Adam Klopfenstein rounding out the top 10. A uh, really good mix. We've got uh, four right-handed pitchers, two catchers, uh, two straight shortstops with Groshans and Martinez, 
and then a couple of flexible guys with Martin and Geraldo in there as well too. Um, out of those guys, the uh, there are one, two, three that could make their ETAs this year. Obviously, Nate Pearson is one of them. Pipeline has Simeon Woods Richardson with an ETA of 2021, as they do with obviously Alejandro Kirk. Everyone else, we've got Martin and Groshans, along with Manoa and Gabe Mourinho coming next year. And then everyone else is a 2023. So a lot of help on the way. The oldest prospect on that list is Nate Pearson. He's 24 years old. Alec Manoa is 23 because he pitched longer in college than some other guys. And then Alejandro Kirk is 22. Everyone else is 21 or under. So a lot of young guys, a lot of uh, position versatility, and some power pitchers on that list. That's a good top 10 to have. Yeah, I, I love it. You you got to love it. Look at all these big bo- big boys. We've got big pitchers, Klopfenstein, yeah. Manoa, Pearson. Um, all Even of Simeon those Wo- players. Simeon Woods Richardson is no shrimp either. He's six foot three. Yeah, the only player in our top 10 not uh, signed or drafted by a team is Simeon Woods Richardson. Everyone else was either an international free agent or a draft pick of the Blue Jays. Yeah. What That's surprises homegrown. me is that we just talked about Zoic. Yeah, Zoic is twenty eighth on our prospect list. He's a, he's about to age off of it anyway. Um, yeah, same with Josh Palacios, but I feel like both of them so far in spring training have definitely done enough to justify being higher on this list. But really, their existence on this list is irrelevant anyway because they're not really prospects anymore. This yeah, is kind of uh, their their you know sh- show me year. Like if they're yeah. going to make the team, it's it's this year. Had some people asking on Twitter where Anthony Kay is on this list. He pitched enough innings last year that he aged out of the prospect rankings, so that's why he is not in the top ten. Yeah, otherwise he would he would have been behind. Um, he would have been right behind Alejandro Kirk, probably in sixth or seventh spot. Yeah. What? Shout out to Orrelvis Martinez, another shortstop we have in our system, who nobody's uh, talking about because he's nineteen. <laughs> pretty much made his debut on this list and makes it, you know, cracks the the top 10 right away. Yeah. He was lower, lower last year. That's for sure. It's kind of, and Miguel Geraldo as well. Yeah. A couple uh, of young kids that'll be cracking um, nine. That'll be in the low minors this year who are going to sneak up on some people. They don't have uh, well-known names because they weren't highly touted draft picks. These guys are both international signings, but that's been an area where the Blue Jays of ours obviously done very well. Most notably with a guy named Vladimir Guerrero jr. Who was signed as a 16 year old by the team. Um, but yeah, it's a strong farm system ranked seventh in baseball by MLB pipeline. Uh, seems a little low. Yeah. Yeah. But wait till you see who's coming up next. There's a lot of stacked farm systems out there. Um, but that's, that's a nice, uh, nice way to start the season with a, with a, a strong major league roster and a lot of help on the way. Moving into three games of results before we wrap up today, the blue Jays on March 15th, which was Monday. Defeated the Detroit, Detroit Tigers four to nothing. Hanjun Ryu was himself going four scoreless innings, gave up two hits, struck out four. His spring ERA sits at one point five zero. As mentioned, TJ Zoic had a great outing, three innings of scoreless baseball as well. Travis Bergen, who uh, got returned again last year from Rule Five for the second time, uh, he pitched a scoreless inning. He gave up a hit but struck out the side. And uh, waiver maven, Joel Payamps, who's been a Blue Jay twice this spring already, and also a Boston Red Sox twice, pitched his first appearance for the Jays, when pitched one inning, gave up a walk, but struck out two as well. 
Blue Jays pitchers overall in the day, four hits, two walks, and 10 strikeouts. That's a good way to shut down a Detroit Tigers team that featured a lot of good young players. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, highlights offensively. Jonathan Davis, once again, he led off the game with a home run. He was actually down 0-2 in that at-bat, and then it worked it for a home run, which was a moonshot off the light off the light post in left field. It's about as far as I've ever seen Jonathan Davis hit a baseball. Also yeah. had a walk and a stolen base in that game, too, as he continues to uh, make his case for the fifth outfield spot. Santiago Espinal, also vying for an opening day roster spot, went two for three. And Forrest Wall continued to impress. He went one for three with an RBI and two stolen bases. So good for him. Another outfielder that could see some time later this season. Any thoughts on that game, Patrick? Pretty cut and dry. Yeah, it was a whooping. Uh, What was great about it was we got to see two potential starters ramp up their innings. Ryu getting four. Zoik getting three. Um, Yeah. Nobody looked out of place on the mound. Nope. Uh, and this was one where we actually got to see the broadcast. Yeah, the um, Detroit Tigers feed. Yeah, so we actually got right. audio, which was a, a rare treat for Blue Jays spring training games. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty pathetic that we're not getting full games. But I digress. Um, I think for me, what? how much more do we need to say about Jonathan Davis? Give this man a, a roster spot. Please Give do. him a chance. Give him yep. a chance. Let's see what happens. Um, the next day, speaking of whoopins, on Tuesday, the 16th of March, the Blue Jays defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 14 to five, 10 heroic started the game. He was cruising until the fourth inning when he ran into some trouble, walked a couple, gave up a hit, ended up giving up uh, three hits, three earned runs, walked two, but did strike out five. His spring, spring ERA, even with the rough outing still sits only at 324. That was his own. Those were his first runs allowed this spring. Yeah. Kirby Sneed, who I had no idea who it was at first, because he's rocking some long <laughs> hair this year. He's got the COVID hair going. Came in, cleaned up Roark's mess, got a strikeout, uh, and, and a couple and one other out. Ross Stripling then came in. He went three innings. Uh, he did give up a home run. It was a it was a two run shot. Uh, three hits, walked one, didn't strike at anybody, but didn't look too bad besides the home run. Uh, and then Tyler Chatwood, who has yet to give up a hit this spring, pitched the final two innings and struck out one. He's looking like a, a nice little two-inning uh, bullpen piece there. And in offensive news, on his 22nd birthday, happy belated birthday, Vladdy, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., four for four, two doubles, both that just missed home runs. He hit the top of the fence twice. Also had a triple, which is the most exciting play in baseball, and three <laughs> runs batted in. Marcus Simeon finally broke out offensively. He also worked along at bat, was two for four with a home run and two RBIs. Kevin Biggio had a nice day. He went two for three, two RBIs and a stolen base. Randall Grichuk went two for four and also had two runs batted in. Austin Martin got his first spring hit as a Blue Jay. He went one for one with an RBI yesterday as well, too. So congrats, Martin, on your first professional uh, hit obviously it doesn't count in the record books but it's still going to be a memorable moment for him thoughts on the on the whooping of the phillies patrick what do you got i don't think anything needs to be said about the offense it's about what no. we uh, what, what we hope for when it comes to the pitching um if the first game we talked about was a reflection of two pitchers trending upwards i would say rourke and stripling uh did not look as good uh as what we we could have hoped, but you know, some games you're going to win 14 to five. Some games you're going to win four nothing. It's yeah. kind of just the way that it is. 
Rourke probably should not have gone out for the fourth inning. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, well, then it's a 14 to two ball game and it's different. So, yeah. I mean, the, the thing being with him though, is you, you, it's, it's to the point where they, he was cruising through three or trying to build him up so he can give you five, six, seven innings in the regular season. And if yeah. not for, if not for the two walks, I believe he let off the inning with two walks. If I remember correctly, I was trying to watch the Phillies field cam while working. So I didn't have any audio. Yeah. Um, those well, those walks got him in trouble. He was looking like he honestly looked really good until that fourth inning. Uh, if it's the regular season, they probably let him work out of that jam or at least try to. But because of pitch counts or anything else, they're still ramping him up. He was he was yanked. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, not what you want to see, but at the same time, his first blemish of the spring, you knew it was going to happen sooner or later. No, no pitcher is perfect. That's true, except uh, Tyler Chatwood, who has uh, <laughs> yeah, an who ERA is still perfect of, of zero. <laughs> zero and we're still trying to figure out exactly where he's supposed to fit onto this team yeah so very interesting to see him used in a late inning effort and have him come in and blank yeah i i want to mention too it was also ready to Lez's birthday him and vladdy share a birthday so and he is uh i can't remember how old he is but happy birthday to rowdy Telez as well 25 I so leave rowdy Telez is 25 couple of birthday boys yesterday on the uh, 16th of march moving into today's game on march the 17th the Yankees and Blue Jays started a lot of their, lots of their regulars on offense. And as you would expect, it was a one nothing Yankees win. There were yeah. only, only one run scored. Uh, Thomas Hatch, as mentioned, started the game for the Blue Jays, left the game in the third inning. Um, he had given up two hits, a couple of walks, and three strikeouts, which is a, a line that we're familiar with seeing. Hatch is a, a danger pitcher. Uh, Ty Tice came in, 14 inning, walked one, struck out one. Tommy Malone came in. He gave up the only run of the day. It was an unearned run on a Kevin Biggio fielding error. Uh, he walked two, struck out two, gave up a hit over two and two-thirds of innings of work. Frankie Liriano pitched an inning in the third, gave up two hits, no runs. And then A.J. Cole had a better outing than he has. He pitched one inning, did walk a batter, but also struck out one. And finally, to wrap up the game, Anthony Castro, a guy we picked up from Detroit in the offseason who is going to vie for a bullpen spot at some point during the year. He pitched a clean inning and struck out two. His spring ERA sits at 159. Um, Frankie Liriano, it should be noted, has yet to give up a run this spring, as has Tommy Malone. Um, <laughs> on offense, not much to report. I believe the Jays had like two or three hits, and Gabe Mourinho had one of them. Uh, but besides that, it was a pretty pretty boring game. Most of the big news besides the loss is that we also lost Thomas Hatch for an undetermined amount of time until the MRI comes back. Boo, I don't like that. By the way, Rowdy Telez is 26. 26. He was 25 until yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> so technically I was only wrong by a day. You're only off by like 20 or 36 hours or whatever it is. <laughs> let's let's get serious for a second there because we have a bit of a logjam issue now with the pen. I didn't think Castro was going to be as good as he has been in spring training. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised with AJ Cole. Uh, I'm not surprised with Frankie Liriano. Uh, but Tommy Malone is making things interesting as well. So, I mean, we can't have a bullpen of 20 guys. So at some point, you know, cuts are going to have to happen or someone's going to get assigned to AAA. So mm -hmm. what do we do? As <laughs> <laughs> a great question. Uh, it should be noted that Anthony Castro was a starting pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I think the Jays see him as a reliever, but it would be interesting to see if they do give him any chances to start in the minor league system. He's never pitched above double A. 
he did pitch only in one inning for the Tigers last year and and he gave up uh, a couple or gave up a run in it but uh how old is he he is let me just scroll up here he is 25 he'll be 26 on April the 13th oh man I don't see why you don't give him a chance in the bullpen and send AJ Cole to the showers. Oh, well, they're both going to start in AAA. I would, I would fully imagine. Yeah, I don't, the closer we get to the end, we're really projecting the the roster a couple days before they actually announce it. It's going to be interesting um, what our bullpen's going to look like because man, we started on this comment and now we're going to finish on this comment i'm really excited about the toronto blue jays bullpen yeah as am i <laughs> which it's really weird strange <laughs> really weird to say it's been a long time since we've had a bullpen this effective and what what really i really admire about these guys i understand the spring training and spring training stats blah 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 um we are just every game we're striking out 9 10 11 12 guys uh every every game and it's kind of wild that like we're seeing this level of effectiveness this early definitely uh, a fresh mentality among a lot of these uh pitchers who are reclamation projects of some of you know certain degrees i'm really interested to see what castro does i'm really i'm I'm really curious to see what our pen will look like uh come april 1st it's going to be interesting to follow the the minor league system this year because there we didn't have it at all last year. Obviously, we didn't have I much know. news from the alt site um, when that, when that May opening day, May the fifth rolls around in the MILB. It's going to be a really fun to to watch our, our prospects get back into game action. It'll be great to see uh, some highlights on Twitter from from our great social media. Uh, friends at the, the the Fisher Cats, the Bisons, the the Vancouver Canadians, who are, we don't know where the Canadians are going to play at either, because they probably won't be in Vancouver if the Jays aren't in Toronto. So that's another story we'll have to watch as well over the next six weeks. But I think that's really all we've we've got for today. Uh, any last thoughts today, Patrick? Uh, pretty much just I'm really excited about the bullpen, <laughs> and the closer that we get to the actual start of the season we're really we're gonna duke it out you and me when it comes to (laughs) trying to figure out what the bullpen should look like and i'm looking forward to the to uh some firing some live rounds here uh, back and forth we are two weeks uh, away pat from opening day patrick two weeks it's coming april 1st well then we're 10 we're 10 days away until our slugfest to determine (laughs) what the rotation and the bullpen should look like and that's i'm excited for that because like man Baseball's almost back. You can smell it in the air. It's terrific. Yeah, the Blue Jays' final spring training game is the 29th, so we'll have a couple days. We'll release. Uh, we'll be releasing definitely a season preview episode, uh, doing some predictions at that point, and really just teeing up the uh, first 162 game season since 2019. So yeah, good times. Uh, yeah. For, for Patrick out in Halifax, Justin here in Saskatoon. Give us a follow on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, or find us at bfmdpodcast.com. There's a podcast player embedded in the website too. Listen to us there. Submit your feedback. Let us know if we're doing a, a terrible job or if you love what we're saying. Chances are it's the first one, but we don't care either way. Thanks for listening anyways. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the weekend.